Welcome back to another episode of the Three Putt Podcast. Zach and I have an interesting episode for you today, and it has to kind of tie into another episode that we've done um, a while back. And we talked about how we thought our games would be um, post post quarantine um, with the golf courses reopening, and we've actually both had a chance to get out and start playing a little bit more. Um, and so we're going to kind of discuss what we feel was good about our games, what we feel we could improve on, and overall an analysis of our our performances and what we are able to shoot. So um, let's start off with you, Zach. What did you shoot? Maybe where did you play the tees you played from, et cetera? Yeah, I played Meadowwoods Golf Course, which um, I'm a member there now. So I was able to get out there um, quite a bit earlier than you were. I know you had to play a public course, so it took you a little bit longer. But I shot a 95, which felt horrible. It was a, It was a... I don't know, because it was like a really bad 95, but at the same time, looking back at the round now, it was also a really good 95, knowing that I hadn't played at all. And I played from the tips. I played from all the way back, because the guy I played with wanted to play from the tips. Actually, it was Brian, um, who we're going to have on the podcast Wednesday. But it was a really bad 95 when I was playing, because I was like, man, I know I'm so much better than this. But now looking back at it, um, and looking back at the scorecard, which I have right here, like it really wasn't, it wasn't horrible. I just had a lot of really big mistakes, but overall, I like the consistency on most holes was there. I was shooting bogey or par on most holes, but then it was really bad on some holes, which is what was caught, what, what caused that 95. Um, but like I said, it was from the back, so it did beat me up pretty bad, especially the first couple holes until I started getting the swing of things. And then I had a long stretch of bogeys, and then I finally strung together a couple of pars. But um, what did you shoot? So I shot, I played from the, the white tees. I think it was the middle, the middle tees. Um, and I played at a public course called Osprey Point. Um, actually, I think a year ago or the, two years ago, it was rated the nicest public course in Florida. Oh, wow. So, so it's a really nice course. The, it had been raining a little bit, so it was playing a little bit slower than average. But I shot a 94. Um, and I kind of feel the same way you did about, like, it looking back it was a much better round than i i felt than as i was playing it because i had some i had five pars and an eagle but the uh, i had a couple of like really bad blow up poles yeah and i really struggled off the tee because yes. um i was able to practice a little bit of my short game at home i have like a little chipping net and a mat that i could hit off of and i could practice my putting stroke but i couldn't physically hit a lot of full swing shots. So I feel like that's where my game suffered the most. But as soon as I was able to start playing a little bit smarter, which we'll talk about the mental game a little bit, my game started to improve towards the end of the 18 holes. But I I, I was pretty disappointed with it while I was playing. But the more I thought about it, I thought, yeah, you know what? Having not played for almost two full months, because I was able to play just a week ago or so, um, I think it was a pretty solid round. Yeah, and I think like me and you both, now that we're playing again a lot more, um, which I've played so much since since this round. I played this round uh, a couple weeks back, so maybe even a month ago. How long have we been out of quarantine? Two, three weeks? I don't know. I don't know I, either. The courses by me have only been open for like two, three weeks. Yeah, so – and the courses – I think the courses by me opened up a little bit earlier either that or something but i know i was still in quarantine when i got to play my first round so i played quite a few rounds since then and practiced a lot but i think the hardest thing for me and coming back now I, i'm still kind of struggling with it now is 
this first round, I could not hit a green. My second shot was never on the green. I was always having the chip. And that was kind of, you know, that was crushing me. And so I'm still struggling with that now. I just need a lot, a ton of iron work to get back to where I was, where I felt comfortable that I could hit a green. Um, and actually, this previous round, I just played a round yesterday with my wife. And um, it went really well. I was actually able to hit a couple, hit hit three or four greens over over nine holes. We just played nine holes. Um, but I think I'm, I'm kind of with you. The full swing shots had a little bit of a hard time with. Um, second shots is what I really struggled with. Off the tee, not too bad. But second shots, I really struggled with. And then putting, um, getting, I, I know I had a bunch of three putts um, and that's just being unfamiliar with the greens, getting back on the greens and just getting back that putting stroke, which I really didn't think I would lose, but um, yeah, I could tell really fast that I really need to work my putting, which now it's much better. Yeah. You know, what's funny is my short game felt much stronger than normal. Yeah. Um, but that's because that, that was part of the game that I would even say might've improved over quarantine was just because. I mean, I was stuck in the house, so I, I was getting some training mechanisms and I actually worked on my short game um, after the, the first few episodes that we filmed um, because I knew I was going to be so bad when I got back. And so thankfully, like from all, all of my irons were all right, but to, to this to filming of this, I still cannot hit my woods. That was the biggest problem. My three wood, my driver. And even a little bit with my utility iron, I was really struggling with the longer clubs. Um, I got used to my my driving iron because it's pretty forgiving. But that was the part of the game I lost the most was the long shots. I was really, really struggling. Like almost all of my my driver shots that I hit, and I only hit about three or four because after the first three, I realized I got to stop or else I'm going to shoot in the hundreds. Um, I, I could not hit them straight. It was it was really bad. So that's probably something that's going to come back with to me um, in time. But overall, I mean, my swing felt pretty good. I definitely improved as the round went on, and I think that probably is the same case for you. Yes. Um, looking back, so where do we think? How much better do we think we're going to get? Because realistically, shooting ninety four and ninety five post break post hiatus is not bad looking back. So I think within the next couple of weeks, we can get our games much more dialed in, probably get under 90, maybe mid to high eighties. If we're consistently practicing like we were. Yeah. I would say, I would say that we, we should be able to shoot in the, in the, at least the high eighties now that we're practicing a lot more. Um, like you said, I think some of the biggest parts for us is just going to be getting back to playing really smart golf. Um, because, Looking, thinking back at this round too, I really didn't didn't play smart golf. I mean, I, I almost took driver off of every hole. Was going for par fives in two, and coming off of like you know two and a half months of not playing, almost three months of not playing, not even really. I mean, touching a club, swinging a club here and there, but not hitting a ball. Um, that really will 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 change around your swing quite often. And not to mention, I mean, I don't know about you, but I normally get massages. I normally like stretch quite often. I was doing really none of that. And I was doing a heck of a ton of sitting during quarantine. So everything just felt really tight. Also. Um, in fact, I was dealing with like a shoulder thing going on after that. So now that I'm able to, you know, kind of take care of my body a little bit better, start um, stretching a little bit more, not sitting near as much. I'm on my feet much more all day. Cause I'm back to work. Um, and then, you know, able to get massages again, I feel a lot more open and a lot more loose. I feel like that's going to play a huge part. I really don't think our bodies were, 
well enough prepped coming off of that quarantine to get ready for it. And I, that's a huge part for me. Um, not only the mental game, but also just making sure that my body is, is well prepared and warmed up and mobile enough to be able to hit the ball the way I want to. Yeah, I feel the same way. Um, the driving range was actually, they, they tell you at the course that I played cause it was newly reopened. They said, please do not arrive more than 20 minutes before your tea yep. time. Yep. Um, and so that doesn't really give me much time to warm up and to get ready to read the greens if you're going to practice on the practice screen. So I did not take a single warm up shot before this round started. So the first hole, I think I got out with a par or a bogey. I was like, all right, it's not the worst. Then the next three or four holes was by far the worst stretch of that <laughs> round. I think I went like triple double bogey. It was really bad. Like three, three over, two over, one over, not triple and then double bogey. Do you, do you, That's have, just... do you have your scorecard? Um, yeah, it was digital. Okay. Um, they weren't giving out scorecards at the, at the course Makes because sense. of, yeah, that you don't want to touch everything, but I'm actually going to pull it up right now. Yeah. Pull it up. Let's go. Let's kind of go a hole by hole here. Um, because like we, like we talked about, it got better. I feel like as we went throughout the round and it was just really frustrating for me because the entire time, and this is also too, why it was so rough. Um, why we thought it was so much more rough in there because every shot I was like, man, I know I'm capable of making a way better shot than that. And you probably felt the same way. And then yep. that got in my head a little bit and that would almost carry over to the next hole. And so once I finally got into a string of hitting a couple of good shots, then it got better. My back nine um, was, was better by a stroke. Um, but overall I played much better, had some actual pars and was able to actually score, score well. Um, so hole one, I is a par five where I'm at. Um, Definitely reachable in two, shanked, not shanked, big old slice off the tee box, um, but then was recovered a little bit. So I shot a double bogey. I shot a seven. Oh, you know what? Um, I'm actually taking a look at my scorecard. I, I think I need to make a correction because I, re so my eagle is kind of controversial. I, oh, you actually pin, yeah, I recorded birdie out of having a guilty conscience. So um, if we're if we're counting that as an ego, I technically shot a 93. But that hole, so the cup was actually sticking up a little bit too much. Lifted, yeah. And so my putt hit the lip of the cup, and it couldn't enter, and then hit the flag and bounced out. And so the guy I was playing with, he's like, dude, count that as an eagle. But I was like, you know what, I'm just going to count it as a birdie to be safe to see what I would have shot. So I think uh, under different circumstances, it would have went in. I probably would have counted eagle. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, you know. Yeah, I mean. Either way. I know the whole, yeah. They're both awesome. It was a par five. So, I mean, either way, I got to the green in two. Yeah. And I had a really good putt. So, that's what I took away from it. I didn't really care about the score. But I parred the first hole. So, it was a par four. Um, I parred the first hole. Then went triple bogey, double bogey, bogey. Okay. Um, on a par four, par five, par four. So, on the on – the, um, the front nine, I shot 13 over, which considering, I mean, that's not really that horrible considering I had to warm up for like the first four holes. And then on the back nine, I shot, um, what did I shoot? You got 13 over I on the front nine? Yeah. Well, you had a, you must've had a really good back nine. Yeah. I shot, um, eight over on the back nine. Oh, that's a, or, that's a really good back nine. Yeah, I shot eight over. Yeah, that's that was really good. I, I didn't within, get quite that much better. With an eagle and um, 
two or three pars. Yeah, that's awesome. I was 13 over on the front. I I, I was 13 over, but um, or not I, not 13 over. Excuse me. I was 12 over on the front, but I did string together um, seven bogeys. So literally, I went double, 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 and then or, or I went yeah, I went double, 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 and then I got six bogeys. Which is oh, in a row. Which I mean, wasn't bad. I was I was comfortable with that. I was like, you know what? If I just play bogey golf, which is what I was trying to do, and then maybe get a couple back with some pars. But I literally strung together um, because I got a bogey on ten as well. I strung together seven bogeys, and then I went par, and I was like, all right, par out from here. <laughs> so we're gonna come in with a good score, and then I continued to follow that par up with a double bogey, which I couldn't stand. I hate that inconsistency. I hate having a good score like a birdie and then going bogey or going par and then going double. That's one of the most yeah. things for me. That that drove me nuts too. On hole ten, I eagled, and then hole eleven, I doubled. I hate that. Par three. <laughs> it's so annoying. It was really uh, bad. Go ahead. And um and that hole was also the hardest hole on the course. So to be fair, oh, hole eleven. I mean, I probably would have gotten a stroke if we were playing our handicaps. But by the way, these scores are straight up no no application of the handicap system. Yep. So these are our, just our strokes. How many we, we shot in that round. Yeah, actually I do have it edited on the uh, app I use. So the edited with my handicap, it's giving me a 75. So my handicap um, right now, it says my average score is a 90. So my handicap is like a 17, 16, 17, depending on the course. Um, and it gave me 20 because I was playing from the back and the, the this course I was playing at is pretty tough. So actually, you know, with my handicap, I shot a 75, which I'm not too bad. Yeah, probably with my handicap, I was in that range as well. Exactly. Um, another thing that I wanted to point out. How inconsistent my game was. It was really inconsistent. I had four pars, an eagle, and like two or three triples, and then doubles. and but I had something of everything. And... I found that it didn't matter what hole it was on, like the toughness of the hole, because if I was making doubles and triples on all yeah. the hardest holes, I think I'd view this round a little bit differently, but it didn't really matter yeah. because the hole I eagled was the sixth hardest hole in the course. And that didn't really matter. That didn't play into my score. I think what I would have done differently if I were playing again was yes. really, really try to play smart. Um, I feel like if I had not even touched my Which driver, is huge. And we talked about this a little bit the other day. Off the um, score at least. Because, you know, you were like, when we, it may not have been this this round that we're talking about, you're 94, but we were, you were saying how you played a round recently and you took out driver like once or twice and then realized it wasn't going well and just put it away. I think that's, yeah, I think that's, that kind of struck me when I played this last nine. So I played nine yeah, holes yeah. yesterday and I shot a 45. And it was the same thing. Looking back now, it was a decent 45. It, while I was in it, I was like, man, I feel like I'm, I should be playing way better this, especially with how good I'm hitting my, my second shots. So I was kind of struggling off the tee. But what I did on the very first hole was I was like, all right, let's just try not to take out driver as much as possible. First hole hit an awesome fairway wood out there. And then uh, second hole was open. So I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just, you know, I'll just take driver out. It's open. And then immediately, you know, slice it. Cause I had, I didn't really touch driver. I didn't even warm up this round. And so <laughs> I, uh, I think I'm going to start playing a lot more rounds, especially to get better with, for score. 
Um, just not really taking out my driver. Maybe every now and again on a long par five, that's really open if I've warmed up my driver. But I think that's going to make a huge difference to my score. I know it's something you've been doing, but I think it's a really great point, especially if you're just like us coming off of quarantine and really want to score well to kind of get your confidence back up. Um, don't take out driver too much unless, of course, you're Rory McIlroy with the driver. Then take out driver. But um, try to leave that in the bag a little bit, and you might see some better scores. Yeah, um, and funny enough, we're, we're, we both hit the ball, I would say, around average length, maybe even a little bit further than the average golfer um, because we, we got fitted for our irons, so they're the right clubs for us. And I was striking my irons really good. I mean, on this par five, I remember it vividly. I hit a six it's iron light, off the yeah. tee because I didn't want to – I just wanted to get it in the fairway. And it was, it was like a – 380 yard par five it wasn't too long um and then i hit four iron into the green yeah i remember i was like man i didn't even have to hit driver so from that point i was like nah forget forget driver i'm not comfortable with it i think there's something wrong with my swing yeah and i driver so just put it away let's see how i can score with just irons um yeah i agree i think I think driver is the most fluctuating club in the bag. You're either having a great day with it or you're having a really bad day with it, at least for me. Um, and I think many, many mid-handicappers can also relate to that because there's days where I'm striping the ball with the driver and I'm hitting it off almost every tee that's not a par three. But then there's days where I won't touch it because I feel so – like I feel that it could go so wrong. So I think that that's so the part here's something that, that really lost, and I got I, I got to work important. on that. Unless you're playing from the tips, when you really think about it, like you just brought up this point. I mean, if you're really comfortable with your irons, like like your game is now, you could take for most par fours, you could take a six iron and then a seven iron and be on in two. I mean, that's 355 yards if you if you if your stock shots are you know if your average is 170 with seven and then 185 with a six. But for a lot of guys, that's normal. Um, or if you're not quite there, I mean, you could take a four iron and then a five iron if you're really comfortable with it. And that'll reach most par five, uh, par fours. And you'll be on in two and you won't have to worry about playing from off of the fairway because something that I've really noticed, especially these past couple rounds, is how much worse I score when my first shot is not in the fairway. Um, it's so much easier to hit the ball off of a clean lie, which you hear the pros talk about it all the time. Oh, man, this is a bad lie. That's a bad lie. I never really thought about it. I was like, oh, the ball's just sitting there. I'll just hit it. When you have a bad lie, especially now that I have my new clubs, which I didn't play that first round back with my new clubs. I played it with the old Cobras. But especially now having my new clubs where I can put some spin on the ball and hit it clean and get the actual right distance, um, it's huge to have a clean lie. And playing off of the fairway like I did in my rat last round, my, uh, my nine-hole round, it just helped immensely with that second shot. I think that's why I hit more, more greens. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I also think that another thing that I did that helped um, was making sure that yeah. I had my mindset. When I was about to hit the tee shot, I was ready to hit the tee shot. I was comfortable over the ball. Um, and I think we discussed this a little bit. We discussed it a couple months ago, and we also talked about it the other day, about a trigger motion um, where you, you're, ready to, you're ready to start your swinging motion, and then you're locked in. You're not thinking about anything else but hitting the ball. And so I started doing that. And I also started making sure that my target was exactly where I wanted the ball. 
and I, I made sure that my stance was right and everything. And why I yeah. took a lot more time over the ball, um, and I didn't just get up yeah. there and try and rip it. I noticed my ball placement was much more um, accurate, which means my second shot into the green was exactly what I wanted. Yeah, it that's to be. a really good and point. So that trigger that, that he's talking well about that is basically, you know, a player will have a motion, a certain motion that you do pre-shot routine every single time you do this motion, and that tells you, that tells your body, it tells your mind, hey, I'm ready to hit this ball now. Go up and hit it. So take your time, whatever you do with your pre-shot routine. For some people, I'm going to adjust my hat. For some people, uh, I'm going to tighten up my glove. For some people, um, uh, whatever it is. I know you have a different one. And maybe you can explain it in a moment. But so, you know, if you go to adjust your hat and that's your motion, okay, you adjust your hat, time to go, go for it. And that just kind of gets your mind right. And then another thing that you were bringing up, which has been really huge for helping me, is making sure that my lines are right. And so what I've been doing for that is if you if you see where you want to put the ball, so whether it's just the right of the flag, just on the front of the green, back, close to the flag, whatever you want to do, take that spot, line it up with something that's closer to you, whether that be a, a certain blade of grass, a small dirt, anthill, whatever it may be, that's closer, that's something easier to aim at with your club, that's, you know, five, six feet in front of you, aim at that, it's in line with where you want to put it, and then it makes aim a lot easier, especially coming off of quarantine we may not we may think our aim is good but it might be a little bit off so aim something a little bit closer that's still in line with where you want to go yeah absolutely that that's kind of what i do to get myself ready as soon as i'm comfortable with the spot that i'm aiming at so i i take my club and i kind of draw a line from my aiming point to something really close to the ball so i can get my aim right as yes. soon as i have my aiming you point yeah. my my intermediate target picked, that's when I'm ready to hit the ball. And until that point, I am not comfortable hitting the ball. I want to make sure I'm comfortable with my line. That's when I'm ready. And I, that helped my aiming a lot. And the that's place great. Of the shots I, I, was I really vastly like that. And, different than when you know, I didn't do we that. We try to play quickly too. And this will not make you play slow. Um, playing slow will actually, it'll make you play slower if you hit a bad shot and then have to try to find your ball. So highly recommend be patient, take your time before you're about to swing. Um, or before you're about to hit, you know, find that trigger, something that works for you, pick an intermediate target, and then go for it. I think it's, that will help a lot of people's rounds coming off of this quarantine. Oh, yeah, hitting a ball out of the field so is much completely more different than hitting a ball out of rough. You have so much that's more ability to work the ball. From our first two rounds, um, you know, your round and my round, I think that's our biggest takeaway. Take it's just make sure you're in the fairway off the tee. Um, pick your target, stick with it, and then, you know, try to make some good solid putts with good pace. Don't worry about sinking them too much if you're far away. Just hit a good good pace shot, and then you'll you'll have a par most of the time. Yeah, that's another thing I actually um, I forgot to mention earlier was close, that I, yeah. my goal wasn't necessarily to sink every putt. It was just to put the ball close, because if you can two putt almost every time. Um, then, then you're eliminating those three putts is what can really shave a lot of strokes. Strokes around the green is where I really struggled. So I felt that I was pretty decent in that. I was actually talking um, with one of my friends who I played with. His name is Michael, and he's also a mid-handicapper. Um, and I was saying, you know, I kind of feel that the good um, habits that I had playing golf stayed with me, and the bad habits, most of them went out the window. And I think that those good habits were somewhat muscle memory, you know, my technique was still there. Um, 
some of the things that I had in practice that were yeah. beneficial to my game, but the bad habits, like trying to swing out of my shoes, I was a little bit more nervous about swinging as hard as I can. Cause I was worried about being rusty. So I think some of those things got eliminated and it also helped my scores. Um, I honestly thought I would probably play worse looking back. I think I, I expected to play worse and I was yeah, a little hard on my round. Yeah. I thought I, I, when I was playing, I thought I was playing terrible. But I think our realistic expectations should exactly. have been that we were going to score a lot worse considering we hadn't played in a long time. Yeah, um, that's a good point too. I also think that from here we can only improve because not playing for a while and then coming back, realized maybe, we maybe realized what we were doing so wrong before and now we know how to eliminate it. Um, so it could be beneficial. Um, I'm interested to see like, what my next few rounds are going to be like, whether or not some of those bad habits think, come back, yeah, or whether I'm still I think playing in a few rounds. All right, I think all around. it's going to take a good one to two months for us to kind of get back back to solid. Yeah, that's probably fair. I mean, and with anything, it takes time to get back into rhythm. Um, I'm sure all these athletes right now are going to take a while to get back into rhythm. Um, so I think that we can improve from here. And I think we learned a lot um, about our rounds. What do you think that you took away um, that was, was most, most beneficial, beneficial from, from starting golf? up again? Um, like something that you're going to take into your next rounds well, to make sure you keep in mind. One thing that has been really huge um, is as i'm just going to go back to it is is being on the fairway off the tee box um that's something that's especially been sticking in my mind especially these last couple of rounds is having a really good shot off the tee box so it makes my second shot so much easier because i missed so many greens just because um my second shot was you know i had to take a drop i was out of bounds i had an ugly lie um and so that's why i didn't hit the green in two um on most on on most on most holes so i I think that's my biggest takeaway and that's going to be something that i'm going to keep in mind um i do have to say though coming off of this quarantine getting back into golf my passion for the game has completely reignited like all i've been doing is like look (laughs) like every every night i get home from work on a break and i'm like i just look up golf rounds i either watch old rounds um i look up you know how to technique videos I'm constantly watching my own videos of my swing, trying to like dial in what I'm doing wrong, what I can work on. I obviously just bought a bunch of new clubs. So my passion is completely reignited. And I think a lot of people will be that way too. Um, what's your, uh, what, what, what's your biggest takeaway coming back now? Um, I would probably say you don't have to be overly aggressive. I think that's what I learned. Like, my my goal was pars and so i i didn't expect to make a lot of pars but i feel like making sure that i thought hard about my shot selection so like making sure that i really took the time to say you know what what's the best smart best shot here um do i really need to go for this green into over water do i really need to aim right down the flag on a par three with with hazard all around the green and so I think it made my mindset um, about the game a little bit different. Making it, it made me realize that laying up isn't always bad and that playing smart equals better scores, not hitting the ball far. So I think that's what I took away most from this round. 
Um, I also took away that yeah. some of my skill was quite volatile, that it can go away fast. <laughs> um, but that could be something that will be regained whether I start a lesson again or whatnot. So I, I think yeah, that's huge. I, I think that I think that's huge. I think that's a really good point. I took away. Um, I do, I do want to say that I think both of these courses, we didn't really know the greatest when we played. So I, I feel that my score might be a little bit different had I play a course I already knew. Um, and the course that I played has so much hazard. So I, I think yes, that I, I think, scored, I think if I went, I think a lot now, of people will, I do will feel the same. Totally First round back, I think just don't be overly anxious about scoring really, really well. Just try to enjoy the game a little bit. Swing smooth, like, like, uh, just like Lucas said. Yeah, I mean, thank goodness golf is back. Now we got something to do, and so hopefully we'll be able to um to provide you guys with some more content. Of course, some we're resuming resuming our normal life somewhat, so um, the upload schedule may change, but we'll definitely keep you guys posted on what's going on. Be sure to follow us on Instagram. Um, we'll provide updates there. We do have some exciting things coming this week. We'll, we we will be recording with our friend Brian, which Zach mentioned he's actually a tour pro. So we'll pick his brain Absolutely. a little bit on what's Should going on. Should we finish on. with a, um, and we'll uh, hopefully have button? that out for you guys shortly. But yeah. Correct. Let's do He's it. Winner, so yeah. um I believe you had Ricky Fowler yes. um winning the last time and I had Matt Wolf, didn't I? Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Our <laughs> tailor-made driving relief team so which kind of looking back you, now dude because afterward after that see, the match, who should i give you phil is the man like <laughs> i really liked uh and i'm so glad i kept picking him for so long because after watching that round dude he's just the man he he almost won that by himself because honestly i was way off about this tom brady is horrible <laughs> i thought he was i thought i thought Brady, <laughs> yeah, we were so wrong about Brady Manning being has better. Probably than Brady. also been playing a ton, being retired, and Brady like really never gets to play, um, yeah, or not at least not as much. So, but Phil is the man; he carried them. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yeah, I think Phil sick. might be my all-time favorite player after really listening to him mic'd up. Incredible, just the. The driving the par <laughs> fours. He's like, oh, yeah, I tried to, to check, check it up, it up so a little bit. Like, that guy is four. amazing. I love it. Oh, <laughs> Absolutely. Absolute blast. Just incredible. That that was really fun to watch anyways. Um, yeah, so those bo- both of those matches were really awesome. They both came down to the wire, um, which was nice because it is entertainment in the end. So let's see. Ricky Fowler versus – Hmm. Yeah, I think Ricky's I'm gonna really, give someone that he is pretty high on my list. Man, this is a tough one. I don't think I. Yeah, they're giving me Tommy yet, and I do already, like Tommy a lot. Let's um, see, Tommy I'm stick Fleetwood with Ricky, versus though. Ricky Fowler. Um, I, I I like Tommy's game a lot, um, and he's he's really cool as a person as well. Um, just I like players with a lot of flair, I guess, and uh, you know he's got the hair, but you really don't hear too much about him like and i like players where you hear a lot about them like guys who are really out there like phil and ricky i mean they have something that's a signature for them and everybody you know knows them for that i I really like that um and he's got a little bit of flair to him so i'm gonna stick with ricky 
Um, so Matt Wolf was your winner. Um, let's see here. So was Matt Wolf your winner? Or was it John Rom? It was Matt Wolf. Okay. So we're sticking with Matt Wolf. Um, let's give Matt Wolf. No, no, it was Matt Wolf. I don't want to give you Phil now because you said that he's one of your top favorites. Um, let's go Matt Wolf against. Okay. I got one. Let me pull up his name because I just forgot it. It's Jace, Jason Berger. One moment. I was doing a lot of research on this guy, and you may be unfamiliar with him, but I, I, I really like his game. I think I think I saw him um, playing. I ha- at Daniel Toy Berger. Hunt, I want to say Jason um, this year. I know Daniel the guy Berger. who you're so talking Daniel Berger about. against which dude? Look up his swing Daniel if you Berger. haven't, or you yep. guys look up this guy's swing if you haven't yet. Um, after this, Daniel Berger. Look up a slow mo version on YouTube of his swing. He comes from a tennis background. His swing is really really cool looking. The way he drops his hands down, and he's had like twenty some consecutive rounds of par or better. Kid's a really good golfer. And I think he's going to make a name in the game. but uh, So I'm going to give you him. Daniel Berger, Matt Wolf, both kind of making their names. Okay. Yeah, so I think I'm going to stick with my guy Matt Wolf also just because I like his flair. Yes. I, I agree with you. I like players with flair. I like players with a little bit of swagger. You know, they're out there. Um, because in, in the end, they make, they make the game really interesting. They make the game fun. Um, and, and that's why they get known. And Matt Wolf. He's really, really good, and he's just interesting to watch. Um, he's successful, so I'm going to stick with him. But I do agree with you. I really like Daniel Berger's swing. Um, I did watch him earlier on in the season before it got canceled, which that's another topic for another podcast. Because nice. I like it. All right, so we got, we got a couple but guys, couple yeah, guys moving on with, here. Stick with um, thank you, everybody, for listening. If you played your first round back, let us know how it went. Follow us on social media, as Lucas said. Um, and we will hopefully talk with you guys again here soon. Night, night, ball.